Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Joey, there's a scene after this game in the Bucks locker room that we all saw. It was something to see, but very hard to watch. And that is Tom Brady in full uniform, everything but the helmet. He was wearing a hat, but shoulder pads, everything, his head in his hands, at his locker, not moving. Blaine Gabbert was next to him talking. He wasn't acknowledging him. For about 12 to 15 minutes, he, he sat like that. And I talked to some people that had covered him in New England, they had called back to some other people that had covered in New England said he's never done that. He's certainly never done that in three years he's been here. And not even after Super Bowl losses has he acted that way. Um, then when he did finally uh, shed his uniform, he stood with his arm up against a locker in his briefs for another three to four minutes, not moving, not saying anything. Clearly, if there was a thought bubble that Tom Brady, that you could put in his head at that moment, it would probably be something like, I came back from retirement for this. They are 3-5. and five. They have lost three in a row. It had been over 300 games since, I think, Tom Brady um, had lost three in a row. And this team has got 10 days before their next game against the Los Angeles Rams. I think we're at a point now, and Todd Bowles acknowledged it finally, didn't last week, that we're, we're likely to see some something change, and perhaps in the coaching staff, the play caller, but something's going to result, uh, is going to happen as a result of what we're watching right now. You know, the players have a de facto bye week this weekend, and, and they need it. They need to, to rest mentally and physically. A lot of them need to get healed up to a degree. But I have the feeling for us there may not be much rest, Rick, because I do believe there's going to be some some changes. Um, you asked him after the unsightly loss in Carolina if he was contemplating any changes. And he said, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He said, we're not going to change anything. We just need to play better. We need to change the way we're playing. You asked the same question after this latest debacle tonight when they gave up 204 rushing yards in the second half. And Todd had a different answer for you. He said, you know, everything's kind of on the table. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, we're, we're, we're going to look at everything here o- o- over this weekend. So, you know, we're, we're at DEFCON 1. This, this is May Day, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think we are going to see some changes. Uh, we can speculate what those might be, but obviously the status quo cannot persist. Uh, the, the, they're losing the season right here. And... Uh, I'm like you. I, I've been doing this for 32 years, Rick. I've never seen anything like that. The greatest football player in NFL history, and he was sitting at his cubicle. And you know what it reminded me of, Rick? It reminded me of a high school senior who's played his last football game, and he knows it, and he's just crestfallen. And, you know, the, like he doesn't have a friend in the world. It was the, one of the most surreal scenes I've ever seen in this business, and I'll never forget it. 
And I don't know what to make of it as far as Tom Brady is concerned going forward. Well, and that's the thing. Look, he, he said on his podcast uh, last Monday um, that he's never quit anything in his life. And, and he's, he sounds completely committed to this team, to this season. Now, you know, as dark and, you know, Todd Bowles said it was dark last week, it's midnight now. We're after midnight, actually, uh, for the Buccaneers. Um, but they are 3-5, and five, and that's a horrific record when you started 2-0. and oh. Having said that, the weirdest thing in the world is this. If the Carolina Panthers were to beat the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, they will be in first place at 3-5. and five. And the only reason they'll be in first place is because head-to-head they've beaten the Buccaneers. That's how bad this division is that they could still record-wise be tied with the team that's in first place with still plenty of football left. The problem is there's not really a lot of signs that would indicate that they're going to be able to pull themselves out of this spiral. Um, You know, they continue to do the same things. They have red zone situations. Now, for the first time all year, they scored a touchdown in the first quarter. In fact, they took a 10-3 to lead. Looked like they were off to a pretty good start. Then the red zone problems popped up again. They got down there to the 18, to the 13, to the 12. They could not score touchdowns. Ryan Suckup kicked field goals, and that became a big problem for them. And then, which what we've seen almost during this, this losing streak is a defense that wears down. And in part, it wears down because the offense is going three and out too many times. But against the Ravens, it was the most bizarre thing. The Ravens are a running football team. That is what they're known for. That is what they do. Of course, Lamar Jackson is one of the NFL's leading rushers. In the first half, they threw it all the time. They only had 27 rushing yards. But boy, did they flip that script in the second half when they ran for over 200 yards and completely controlled the game. Jackson had a couple of touchdown passes. They had a touchdown run in there. And they dominated a Bucks defense that didn't tackle well, wasn't in their gaps, um, and looks for all the world like it's as lost as the offense suddenly. So you can even go to the special teams, which had you know D. Delaney run into Jalen Darden in, in the first punt and gave them a field goal. So there is nothing with this football team right now that you would say, well, there's something to build on. They are in complete disarray and and while they're not the most talented team i think they have huge problems personnel wise in certain key areas there's no reason for them to be playing the way they're playing these are veteran players for the most part on both sides of the ball i'll touch on the defensive disarray rick uh yes we saw some missed run fits tonight we saw some shoddy communication i thought we saw some suspect scheming at times to be quite candid with you but I, I think there is an alibi tonight, and that is they were gassed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Bucks punted five consecutive time, five consecutive possessions, and Baltimore ended up with time of possession of more than thirty eight minutes. They were wiped out. Even even a first half drive that went nowhere. Uh, the Ravens were on the field for twelve plays. Twelve plays that went thirty yards. The defense couldn't get off the field. And you want to know something? Todd Bowles obviously made no excuses. You know, he had the same refrain, we've got to play it better, we've got to coach it better. Levante David w- was even more candid. He-, he had no excuses. He said, I told the guys last week, you know, we got to look in the mirror. No, now we got to dig into our souls. So he, he was very frank about, you know, what-, what this team must do and how it must look within itself. But the person who did come to the defense's defense tonight, Mike Evans. 
He said, man, we're not scoring any points. We're making it hard on our defense. It's hard for them. When, you know, when you go three and out, four and out, we're not, we're not scoring points. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're not staying on the field. And, you know, you saw the results tonight. It, when, when you're that gassed against a running football team, a good football team, it's going to stand to reason your, your discipline's going to get a little shoddy and your, your, uh, your formations are going to get a little shoddy because you're wiped out. Baltimore ran for 204 of their 231 yards in the second half. That's astounding. And you go back to last week against Carolina, a makeshift Carolina offense. They had 139 rushing yards in the second half. So there are some glaring issues. And, you know, people will break it down on film. The national pundits will break down the plays on film and say, oh, look where this guy, Mr. Runfit, look at this lack of discipline. But the bottom line down the stretch tonight, they were wiped out, Rick. They absolutely were tired, and to your point, the Ravens uh, ran 74 plays, and their average yard per play was 6.1, um, and their average rush was seven yards of carry. That is incredibly uh, bad for the defense in terms of tackling, in terms of scheme, all of that, but you can see 74 plays, hard to keep guys uh, you know, very fresh when you're, when you're doing that. We'll talk more about the Bucks here in just a second and what might be looming ahead of them. But first, I want to remind you guys of May Electric Solar. If you want to save money on your electric bill, they're the people to call. Uh, they've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. In a field that's got all these fly-by-net companies, uh, Billy May and the May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That is the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric's got all kinds of products on, on site. They do testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. Those are Billy's guys right up there on the roof doing the job, and so you know who that is. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. In the macro here, and this is going to be a national story because – and, and I know that to, to some extent Aaron Rodgers is in a similar place, right? They've, they've got to go and play Buffalo, and they also are scuffling. I don't know if this is Aaron Rodgers' last season. Um, I know Tom Brady retired for 40 days, and we all are aware of, of – and he has said it. He's got a lot of, a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, this is a bigger story than just this football team. When you look at a guy like Brady, and that's what was surreal about that scene, this looked like the end of a season, almost like the end of his storied career in, in a, you know, we, we all want, I think most people, and look, there's a lot of Brady detractors because he beat the hell out of everybody in the, in the league for 23 years and went to 10 Super Bowls and won seven. Um, but... Most people would say you want your heroes to have a good send-off. You, you want them to be heroic till the end. You want good endings, right, um, for that. And he could have had that after winning a Super Bowl here in his first season. Um, made sense why he came back and tried to defend it. They got the band back together. They went back to the playoffs, almost brought them back uh, down a bunch of points in, against uh, the Rams, and they lost, or they might have gone back to another Super Bowl. But – this is this is now approaching something that could be remembered for decades. Uh, you know, 
how the last year went for Tom Brady in Tampa in, in his career. There is season left, and perhaps a change of play caller, perhaps uh, one win anywhere against anybody. Maybe somebody throws them one. Maybe they get turnovers. I don't know how it's going to come. I don't think they're going to lose the rest of their games. Maybe that sparks them to one of the greatest comebacks by one of the greatest comeback quarterbacks of all time. Maybe this will be a comeback for a season, not just a game. But it sure feels like, and in that moment in that locker room, it looked like, like he, like he was never going to play again. And, and I'm not forecasting that, that he's going to quit because he says he's definitely not, and I don't think he will. But, man, uh, they're going to be writing about this for years if, if this season continues to go the way it's going right now. This is, this is uncharted territory in the Tom Brady saga, Rick. It, quite literally, I don't believe he's been two games under 500 in his career, and no. this is his 23rd season. No. So I, I don't know where it goes from here. I was just, again, like you, and you know, I don't want to harp on it, but I was just really taken aback by that scene I saw in the locker room where he's just sitting there with his hands, you know, hands in his face for a while, sitting there. I, you, you had the right word, catatonic almost. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, with that just cre- in the locker. crestfallen look on his face and Blaine Gabbert sitting right there talking to him, looking like he's trying to console him. I don't know where it goes from here. He's getting banged up pretty good out there, Rick. Um, they, they made a tweak to their offensive line, put Nick Levert in for Luke Gedeke at left guard. Gedeke's the rookie, rookie who's struggling. Tom got sacked three times tonight, had a lot of balls batted at the line of scrimmage, got flushed out of the pocket a lot. He's taken a pounding, you know. We're about the midway point of the season, but that's still nine NFL games left. And Tom Brady's in uncharted territory, a place he's never been in his previous 22 seasons, two games under 500. I, you know, like I said earlier, I don't know what to make of it. I don't think he's a quitter. I think... I think he's kind of addicted to competition. I think he's addicted to football. I've said that on this podcast previously. So I don't I just don't think it's in his his being or his DNA to quit. But you know, I I don't know what to make of this going forward, but certainly there will be some changes as we touched on earlier. Todd Bowles just seemed a lot more affirmative in his post game this time around that we're going to evaluate everything, we're going to assess everything. That tells me that changes are looming. Well, here's what they can't do. And I know there'll be a, there's been a lot of call for this, and I just I don't see any scenario where this would happen. People have been talking about Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is still with this franchise. He is the uh, special assistant to the general manager, Jason Light. He's in his golf cart. He comes out to practice. He has conversations with people, presumably including Byron Leftwich and, and Todd Bowles and, and maybe even Tom Brady. I don't know. Um but Bruce Arians is not going to call plays. Bruce Arians is not going to bail out this offense. Now, do I think he's making lots of suggestions that are probably falling on deaf ears right now? I do. I think there's a reason Todd Bowles is a head coach and not Bruce Arians, and I think it has everything to do with Tom Brady. Um, Bruce can say he's altruistic and wanted his guy to be a coach and left him a Super Bowl team and all this other stuff that we heard at the time. But the bottom line is if Brady insisted on, you know, on – Bruce being the head coach, I think he would be. Um, But he didn't call plays while he was the head coach because he didn't want to stay up the midnight writing scripts. He made that clear. And he believes with all his heart in Byron Leftwich. He thinks he's going to be one of the bright 
stars of this game and deserves a head coaching job. I don't think Bruce Arians is going to take very kindly if they say we need a new offensive play caller. Uh, that means you're firing Byron Lefwich. And who on the staff is going to take that? It's not going to be Tom Moore, who's eight, in his mid-80s. Most likely, I mean, it could be Harold Goodwin, who is their offensive run goal coordinator and assistant head coach. It could be Clyde Christensen, who has called plays before in this league and was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator when he went to the Super Bowl under Jim Caldwell and is Tom Brady's quarterback coach. That's, that's the closest thing I could think of is if you were going to go in staff and say, who can take over? And, and, I, and I think that Clyde probably sees the game a little different in, in what they should be doing. I would just say this, um, and I know they got out to a, you know, they finally got a, a first quarter touchdown and they got out to a 10 to 3 start. But if you look at this offense and what it lacks, it's the inability to run the football that is killing them in everything they do. They have been bad at short yardage, although they did score a touchdown on second and goal from the one. They have been historically bad in yards per carry. In this game, um, they only averaged 2.9 yards per carry. However, last week, okay, Rashad White averaged four yards a carry. This week, he averaged 4.8. Darn near five. But Leonard Fournette got nine carries. He got four. Leonard Fournette averaged 2.7. I don't think there's any question right now that they're not getting much production from Leonard Fournette. And I think there's a chance they could get a little more from Rashad White, but if it was that easy, they'd play him. What they don't have are rushing attempts. They were in this game and had a lead, uh, 10-3. to They finished with 15 rushing attempts. 15. They're plummeting to the bottom of the league in terms of rushing attempts. Tom Brady threw the ball 44 times. He's on pace to eclipse 719 pass attempts that he led the NFL with a year ago, which is no way I think that he planned on doing at age 45. If there was one thing I think they could change, and that is a commitment to running the football. Now, you can't beat your head against the wall if you're second and 10 all day. I get that. But there are many different ways to run it whether it's jet sweeps, whether it's zone blocking, whatever it is, they have to find a way to protect Brady and to make this downfield passing worth play action. And the only way you can do that is to start to run the football more and more successfully. That would be the place I would start. I don't know if it's going to happen, and I don't know that Clyde's the guy that's going to do that. I don't know ultimately what Todd Bowles will say. But if we play this out for very long, They've got the Rams who are fighting in the same place they are, trying to stay relevant and in the race in the NFC West. The Rams have owned these guys here and out in L.A. for the last two years. Then they take a long trip to Germany, which is not going to help your 45-year-old quarterback, even if he does push-ups like Russell Wilson. Um, And they play a Seattle team that's about the best one right now in the NFC West. And so – I'm looking for wins here, and until they get back in the division, I don't know that we're going to find any. So if you're going to make a change, I think now you make it because it's a mini break. And then two weeks from now, if you don't make it now, two weeks from now you're coming back from Germany, you have a bye, that would be a good time as well. But I tend to think that it is getting dark early here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't think we're going to get through this weekend or through next week without seeing something different because – to suggest that we just got to play better, we got to coach better, well, okay, now would, would have been a good time or two weeks ago or two weeks before that. 
they've got to make a change. And I don't think Brady will stand for it based on what we saw after the game. No. And I don't think the Glazers will stand for it if Brady is just as dissatisfied and as, as distraught as he appeared to be. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a change. If you put my feet to the fire, Rick, I, I think we're going to see it. It all adds up. There couldn't have been a change last weekend. There wasn't time right. because of this right. quick turnaround. But now, now there's time, and now your season's on the brink. And like you said, you've got two really tough games coming up, one in Germany. So you, you take this long de facto bye weekend, and you, you do whatever you're going to do, and then you go in fresh the next weekend, prepare for the Rams. And who knows, you know, you talk about so often we hear the cliche in sports, you, you make that change, you change that voice, it gives the team a spark. Who knows if, if it'll give the team a spark? I, I, I tend to think that uh, Tom is very fond of Clyde Christensen and vice versa. I don't know if he would be the guy, but like you said, he has experience calling plays in this league, especially including this franchise about 100 years ago. But um, I, I think it's going to happen. And, um, you know, sometimes you just you need that new voice. You need somebody to create a spark. And now, and now with... 10 days and change or whatever to get ready for your next opponent, a very formidable opponent. Um, Now you've got the time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Finally, I would say this, um, that this game could have been much worse because I think the Baltimore Ravens did the Bucks a favor. They came out and for whatever reason threw the football. And threw it a lot. I mentioned just the 27 yards rushing. They didn't have many attempts. And then in the second half, they decided, we're going to wear these guys down. There's one other thing or a couple other things we got to mention before we get out of here. We may have seen the last of Shaq Barrett this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw him carted off on a golf cart, never a good thing. And they said ankle at the time that he was out because of that. Well, it's worse than ankle. Todd Bull said after the game, is an Achilles injury, and that, according to him, quote, it doesn't look good. That sounds like an Achilles tendon. That's season ending. You lose your leading pass rusher or your pro bowler um, who was having a great game. He had a sack, two tackles for losses. That's just one other thing they got to contend with right now going forward. Well, I'll, I'll say this, Rick, and your audience knows this. Usually when we ask Todd Bowles about injuries, he's very cryptic. When he says it doesn't look good, that to me sounds like season ending. Yeah. I'm afraid to say. Yeah. Well, the word Achilles, I very, very rarely have I, when it says I've done this job, have I heard the word Achilles and then it not be followed by season ending. Um, that's just the case all the time. So they're going to have less players. They may get some guys back in the secondary. That's the one thing about these 10 days off. We saw Julio Jones, and he went out of the game, and I thought, well, that's it. Julio's done. He actually came back. Um, and had a fairly significant catch late in the game. And so maybe there's some hope there that he continues to get himself back in shape and is able to play a second game in a row. Um, you know, they've got to get healthy. That's going to be the first part of this is how can you get healthy? But just in general, and we saw we saw a sack by Vita Bay, we saw some plays, but the guy that I can't explain why he has disappeared is Devin White. 
Devin White was the player of the month in the NFC in September. Player of the month. They won two games. He had a bunch of sacks and a bunch of tackles. Now all I see is him running himself out of the way, um, running himself out of running plays, out of the gaps, getting pushed down the field many, many yards. I think he had some spy responsibilities maybe on Lamar Jackson um, in this game, but that doesn't excuse the fact that they ran the ball straight up the middle. And the last time I checked, that's where your Mike linebacker has to sit. If you're looking for someone to start to play better and help them out of this, it has to be Devin White, who's had an up-and-down career at best. Um, You know, when they won the Super Bowl, he was great. And then last year, not so good. Off to a great start in September, bad now. they got to have their best players playing well. Um, I I don't think, with the trade deadline coming up, would you do this? It's still Tom Brady. Do you go all in? Do you sacrifice draft picks? Do you do anything you can to get some help, whether it's receiver, tight end, defensive line, offensive line? How active do you think the Bucks might be before Tuesday? I really don't know, Rick, because I think this transcends one or two players. Um, I may be wrong on this. I, I suppose, you know, maybe you could go out and get, you know, get a veteran, you know, run blocker, pass protector. I, I, I suppose maybe you could get some secondary help because uh, we're seeing the same epidemic in the secondary like we saw last year. But I, I think this is just more than a one or two person fix. And Mike Evans was asked this point blank uh, after the game. I mean, do you think the team will be active in the trade deadline? He says, no, no, we got this. This is on us. We, we got to do this. And you bring in somebody new and they've got to they've got to learn the system. And it's most likely somebody who hasn't played very much. So you worry about, you know, just running them right out there like we saw with Richard Sherman last year. So, uh, you know, I just I, I don't know if that's the avenue they're going to go. I, I, I think the problems transcend this. I think, you know, the big change we're going to say it, we're going to see is not on the roster, but on the staff. Yeah, that's probably the way it's going to go. Well, we got to get out of here. It's uh, getting very early or late early, as they say, as it is in the season as well. Uh, just one more reminder, May Electric Solar, you want to uh, give these folks a call, save some money on your electric bill. 30-year labor warranty, $750 worth of surge protection. They use all their own contractors. Uh, start saving some money today. Call the solar energy experts. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, next week, as a matter of fact, and tell you what the changes are over the weekend. For Joey Knight and Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. 